Glenn Beck program. Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, we are a nation of merit, right? We've always been a meritocracy. You don't judge anybody by anything other than what they do, what they create. You know, if you are a great creator, if you can build something and it's better than the other person, I don't know why we're trapping mice. That's just, that's so unjustful uh, for the mice. Um, if you could build a better mousetrap, you could succeed. That's a meritocracy. Well, good news is there's a new Oregon bill that is making sure that all Oregonians know what merit is. And what merit is, is for all of those who have received an anti-bias training and have completed their their critical race theory and, and teachers without merit might be laid off. So the good news is we're a meritocracy. Uh, the bad news is uh, we no longer understand what merit actually means. The Glenn Beck Program. An absolutely amazing story about Parler coming up in 60 seconds. Stand by for that. <clears throat> right now, uh, let me t- tell you about LifeLock. Um, I had uh, the big bill yesterday for infrastructure. And I decided to lock lives away with that. I, I'm putting everyone on LifeLock because it'll help grow our economy. I don't know exactly how it will grow our economy, but I'm they, this nice lady who comes in every day, uh, she brings me some pills, and she's very nice. She's a black woman, you know. She thinks that she's going to be president. She always says, oh, I'm going to be president after you. And I'm like, no, no, in my day, a lady can't be president, especially in this racist country, never a black president. (laughs) But keep the dream alive, I guess. Anyway, I don't know where that was going, but I want to tell you about LifeLock. Come on, man. You wouldn't leave your wallet just lying around in the middle of the sidewalk full of cash. Well, I would. Okay, enough. Um, you would. You protect things that are yours, and we are losing so many things. You don't want to lose your good name. And when I say that, your credit score is your good name. You lose your credit score, and you're not getting anything. Now, that may change, you know, if you're not onto the social justice bandwagon, you may lose it anyway. But LifeLock is detecting a wide range of identity threats that are happening to you every single day. Get set up today so you're protected tomorrow. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you're only doing that and watching your credit card and the stuff's happening in your bank, you're going to miss a lot. That's where LifeLock comes in. And if you do have a problem, they work with you. They have a team dedicated to cleaning that mess up. Save up to 25% off your first year now at LifeLock.com with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off. Uh, do I push the button on the LifeLock and they come if I've fallen and can't get up? Mark Meckler is with us. He is the interim CEO of Parler. 
There is a story out now that uh, Parler, uh, you know, was was taken off because all of the planning for January 6th happened on Parler. Well, as we find out, no, that actually isn't true. Most of the planning, I guess, happened on Facebook. But now there's a new twist to the story. And I'm going to let Mark tell you. Mark, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good to be with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me this morning. Thank you. So tell me about the FBI and Parler and what was happening. I mean, this is important. Parler is a free speech platform, but we've always prohibited violent threats and incitement on the platform. And, and we can now say this publicly. We're limited in what we could say because we have this ongoing investigation by the House. But in the days and weeks that led up to January 6th, Parler actually made over 50 referrals of violent con- content to the FBI, and that included specific threats of violence that were being planned at the Capitol. So we've always been cooperative with the FBI in regard to these things. And the idea that we somehow weren't or that all this planning was taking place on Parler is just a fabrication. OK, so I want to make this I want to make this clear. Um, and I understand, you know, we will do the same thing. We have reported violent content if a subscriber is like, I'm going to kill somebody or blow somebody up we feel it is our responsibility to report those kinds of things if we catch them so we have done that but people get very sensitive when you say i'm going to report something to the fbi what you had were specific violent threats against uh people or the capital that revolved around january 6th before january 6th the, did the FBI call you and ask you for those, or did you call them and alert them? No, we called them and alerted them. And this is just, hmm. like you said, with your website, this is exactly the same kind of thing. When we feel like a, a threat is specific and actionable and potentially dangerous, then we're always going to work with the FBI. We're always going to work with law enforcement to try to prevent, do everything we can as just good people to prevent violent acts. We, we saw so, specific threats of violence against uh, Attorney General Barr, against Hillary Clinton and others. And of course, those things, we're always going to report those things. We are a free speech platform. People can say what they want to say as long as it comports with the First Amendment. But when it looks like people are actually planning or trying to incite actual violence or lawbreaking, then those are things we're going to report. Correct. As a as a responsible company should at all times. Um, now, <laughs> what I'm, I'm having a hard time with uh, two things. One, how then this whole story was turned around on Parler and you lost your platform when you indeed were alerting the FBI in advance and working with the FBI, I'm sure, after January 6th, if you had any if they had any other questions or or needed any other information, correct? That's correct. And, and we continue to do so. If, you know, if we get actionable threats or in any of these past threats, we turn over everything we can to help the FBI make sure that nobody's going to get hurt or that no illegal activity is going to happen. What happened shortly after January 6th, though, you know, I'm going to point first at Sheryl Sandberg, the CEO of Facebook, who went on national television, who went in the media and pointed at Parler and said, this is the fault of Parler because they don't moderate their content. They don't have uh, any kind of adequate oversight. This is simply untrue. This is just a fabrication. And I think it's because she knew what was going on in her own platform. And she understood that most of this activity took place on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. 
And so she was striking first in order to defer the blame. Yeah, and you can probably pretty safely say that because what she was talking about was all of the sophisticated algorithms and systems that Facebook has. It allows them to go through the billion posts that they receive, and I mean that literally, the billion posts they receive, and you don't have that kind of an algorithm. Uh, Is it all done by hand by you guys? Uh, you know, it, in the past, sometimes it has been. Today, we have artificial intelligence as a first layer of screening for this kind of stuff. But then okay. everything has human intervention on the backside. And look, they, they knew what was going on. An independent Forbes analysis Correct. found that there were over 200 charging documents filed by the DOJ. 73 include references to Facebook, 24 to YouTube, and 20 to Instagram. And then that was followed up, by the way, by George Washington University. They have a program on extremism. 54% of charging documents refer to Facebook, 13% to Twitter, 13% to Instagram, only 5% to Parler. So Parler had almost no role in any of this. So the next question that I have that I'm having a hard time getting in my arms around, why wouldn't you have said that from day one? Wait a minute. We alerted the FBI. Yeah, you know, Glenn, I think this and this is a very hard thing that that people don't understand. I I know this as a lawyer. You've obviously had to be involved in a lot of this stuff. Sometimes when you want to speak, you have to keep your mouth shut because you need to make sure that you don't make any mistakes. When you have uh, all the giant tech giants against you, when you have the government aligned against you, as we do with the House Oversight Committee, you can't afford to make a single mistake or they're going to hang you with that. And so we hired what I think are the best lawyers in the area. Vincent and Elkins are an international firm that we have a group that specializes in House oversight committees or congressional inquiries. And they told us, you guys need to lay low. We have to do all the forensic analysis. We had to spend an incredible amount of money literally to sort through every single post that's ever made to make sure that when I come on a program like this, I don't make a single misstatement because if I do that, they're not going to pay attention to anything else. They're just going to hang us with the misstatement. So we oh, had to sit back while we're being attacked. It's unfortunate, but that's part of the reality when you get involved in legal stuff like this. So why are you coming out with it now? Look, we've done the full analysis. We've had the, the entire forensic analysis done. The lawyers have reviewed everything. I can say with absolute confidence that, that the things I'm saying are true. They're unequivocally true. There is no contradictory evidence We know that we had very minimal of people who were posting on a platform had very minimal involvement in this stuff. There's been law enforcement review, Forbes, George Washington University, our internal review. We've answered the House Oversight Committee's letter, their request to us with our letter. That's now public record. So now that this is all public record and we've responded to the House Oversight Committee, we're able to go public. I I think uh, you would have a pretty good case um, uh, against Facebook. Uh, in particular, uh, and uh, a pretty buttoned-up case, really, uh, for America to see what was really going on. But will anyone cover this? I I know that Newsweek, uh, you know, covered it a bit, uh, but they mainly talked about you being with the Convention of States. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that tends to happen. They want to obfuscate. But to be fair, Glenn, I have to say, and I was surprised by this, we did see quite a bit of media coverage, and it, it was not too biased or unfair in regard to our House oversight response. So I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of coverage that was out there. Whether they'll continue to cover it is it's our best guess, right? You know, well, here's another the, important fact. Honestly, the, dam- the, the damage is already done. You never Agreed. get you, – there's no place to go back and get your reputation back. 
That, and that if is correct. you were doing something that quite honestly, because and I know this because we have wrestled with it. Um, where is the line where we have to report something because it's the right thing to do? And how are we to judge? And if we mi- we report something and then we miss something else, are we going to get nailed for not reporting that? And, uh, you know, we're freedom of speech platform. We believe in the freedom of speech. I don't want to uh, curtail anybody's speech. But when we we saw threats against President Trump, we saw threats against President Obama. Uh, and if we see threats against Biden, we will report those because it's all of our president. It's not one party's president. He is the president of the United States. And that's not a joking matter. Um, so I know that you went through. This is a really dangerous double edged sword for people who believe like you do and I do in fr- of freedom of speech. It is, and unfortunately, it's become uh, both political and business at this point. And I think one of the reasons you saw the attack by big tech is that Parlo was growing so exponentially. In, in November, it was the number one downloaded app on Apple and Google. That's more than Zoom or TikTok or YouTube. 10th most downloaded app for 2020. It rose to number one again after Twitter banned President Trump. So they saw a threat to their business model. And then when you see Congress get involved, when you see the House Oversight Committee get involved, you know it's political. The Democrats on that committee, by the way, received over $83,000 from parlor competitors, Facebook and Twitter. Republicans Jeez. on that committee received 1900 bucks. So it kind of tells you where the House Oversight Committee is coming from. Um, let me ask you this. Have you, have you been following ESGs and the Great Reset, Mark? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I looked up the ESG score for Facebook, and they're classified as a laggard, which is the worst score you can get. And that didn't make sense to me until I saw the analysis. And there are two pages after the original analysis about what they went through with the uh, governments over in Europe, yada, yada. But then there is one paragraph that is kind of buried in this. It's not part of the explanation of why they're having trouble. It's just in the uh, it's just in the summary. But listen to this, because this affects you. Apart from platform safety issues, Facebook has also come under scrutiny for inconsistent enforcement of its content moderation rules. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounded good to me. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, they are inconsistent. That's not what they mean. Listen to this sentence. Independent auditors found certain content decisions caused significant setbacks for civil rights. They're talking about not banning enough people. They're talking about not silencing voices like mine or or this week it's Steven Crowder. Uh, That should terrify everyone because that is your access to money and businesses, advertisers, everything except for the people. Yeah, and this is precisely when we see Democrats in Congress complaining that the social media giants aren't doing enough. They don't mean aren't doing enough to ensure free speech. They mean that they aren't doing enough to silence people like you and I and Crowder. And that's what these organizations are pushing them to do. That's what Congress is pushing them to do. That's why I think at this point, it's it's fair to argue that Facebook and Twitter have become really state actors. They are under pressure oh, yeah. by the federal government to silence people like us 
And I think it's fair at this point, I think we're getting to the point, it's fair to hold them to a First Amendment standard. I think we have to. Um, and there's this end run. If you're if you're looking into the Great Reset, you know, there is an end run around our Constitution because the Constitution applies and the Bill of Rights applies to governments. It, it is a you'll never do these things to the government. It doesn't mean it for the private sector. Um, it's totally different set of standards. But now the private sector they are working together with the governments of the world, and they're making an end run right around our Constitution. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's even worse than that, I would add, Glenn, because it's not just that they're working together, but you actually have government coming out in public in these hearings saying to Facebook, threatening them, threatening Twitter. I'm not, I'm not trying to cut Facebook and Twitter slack. They, they don't mind this, but they're actually saying publicly, if you don't censor speech, then we will intervene and we will regulate you. So this is a, it is an absolute, what I would describe as the perfect alignment of interests to suppress the First Amendment rights of the American people. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for uh, uh, being with us. As you know, I'm a member of Parler, and uh, I don't flinch at that, nor should anyone else. I commend Parler for their bravery before January 6th. And your amazing uh, tolerance or your amazing self-control after January 6th. Uh, I hope you get your day in court uh, bigly. Mark Meckler, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Parlor.com. All right. Let me, uh, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's Timeshare Termination Team. If you're an owner of a time... I'm sorry. It's Car Shield. Well, even better. Car Shield. Car Shield will help you if you have run out of warranty on your car. You know, hopefully you don't know firsthand, but you know how expensive car repairs are now. You can't just run to, you know, the uh, AutoZone or Pep Boys and get the parts. Sometimes you can't even diagnosis, uh, do a diagnosis on your car. If you if you have one of these stupid little silicon chips, they can run into the thousands of dollars. It is way too difficult and way too expensive to be able to roll the dice and say, yeah, I'm out of coverage. I'm okay. Please consider CarShield. Go to CarShield.com. You get to uh, you get to uh, uh, work out your own you know, system of coverage. So that way you can control the price the way it fits your lifestyle best. But I'm telling you, if you don't have an insurance policy, really, from CarShield, you're going to end up spending too much money on a catastrophic care for your car. Visit carshield.com right now and use promo code BECK, save 10%. It's carshield.com, promo code BECK, deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Last night on Blaze TV, I gave you a decoder ring to begin to really understand the world. And you understand that conversation in a completely different way. It will open up your eyes and your mind. You will begin to see what's really coming your way. It's already here and it's just beginning to be implemented uh, and if you missed last night's show, please go back and listen to the show. Watch the show from last night. 
Uh, it's our Wednesday night special. If you're not a member of the Blaze, if you find anything we do helpful uh, uh, in any way, if you find that it's worth your money, please support us. We need your help, and we all need to stand together. It's why I'm a, it's why I'm a member of uh, Daily Wire, why I have a subscription to Daily Wire. I don't, I don't even watch the shows. I mean, occasionally I do, but I don't have time to watch all the shows. I just believe in what they're doing, and I'm a member. Please join us and become a member of our family at Blaze TV. That's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code uh, control. I think that's it, right? Control, and you will save 20% right now. Promo code control blazetv.com it's in a way for you to actually support uh, Steven Crowder as he's being shut out of the mainstream now you can watch his show on Blaze TV this is the Glenn Beck program <laughs> oh golly well tomorrow's Friday so relax let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Brian lives in Alabama. Over the past few years, he's been suffering from so much pain that it's really limited his mobility. He's barely able to get around the house, let alone go out and about to live his you know, normal life. Like millions of Americans who suffer from pain, Brian was beginning to despair. He had tried a number of different things. They didn't work or they just left him feeling stoned and he didn't want to feel that way. Over the past year, Brian stumbled across the solution. He listens to our program, and he decided to just give me the benefit of the doubt and try it for three weeks. He decided to do that, and it turns out uh, 90% of his pain, he says, went away in just the first three weeks. 90% reduction in his pain? I'll sign up. Please, if you're in pain, just give this a try. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more because it works for them. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, ReliefFactor.com. And listen to uh, all the shows you want from Blaze TV at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. All right, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, I lose track of time, we interviewed a Michigan restaurant owner. Her name is Marlene Pavlos Hackney, and she was arrested for refusing to close her restaurant amidst COVID-19 lockdowns. Now, she has uh, she's had a tough go of it. She uh, is from Poland. She understands what these kinds of crackdowns really are and how dangerous and easy it is to lose your freedoms quickly. Well, she was arrested the I believe the day we spoke to her and she's on now with us. She's also being joined by uh, her attorney, uh, Robert Baker. Welcome, Marlena. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Sure. So, first of all, recap why everybody was so mad at you uh, and why you were threatened with jail time by the state. What were you doing or not doing? Well, as you know, the governor, uh, Whitmer, she imposed all those rules and regulations that 
every business, restaurant should be closed and follow her guidelines and suggestions, which, in my opinion, they are not the laws. So I took uh, decisions that I'm going to be open and I'm going to serve the food. And I have a sign on my door, which, you know, says that uh, I am... I say I have the sign. We are constitutionally complying business. We are not interfering on anyone's unable rights. By the law, we do not follow any of governors, mayors, health departments, or other government agency orders or suggestions parenting to social distancing or mask wearing. And then I have a hotline, I mean, highline. Then I said, your health is your responsibility. So people who come to my place, they are aware of how I run my business. And like I say before, I respect everyone who feel different and didn't participate by giving me them business and they stay away. But we the people, we have the rights to decide what we will follow and how we will live us happy and uh, uh, happy lives and follow the freedoms that the Constitution gives to all of us. Okay, so um, Marlena, you didn't do this right away. When it first came down, you complied, right? Yes, the, the first time, like everybody else, from March to June 14, I comply because I take this very seriously because I think, okay, something isn't right. But as Correct. things go and we see, I feel different about all this uh, virus. Like you see, you go to all these other places like Menards, uh, Costco, and so many other big corporations, and they don't have to follow any rules like we do, tracking, and all other sub-distancing, you go on the plane, did you see anyone to have a distance like six feet apart? Everyone sit next no. to each other. What's the Correct. difference, my business and the aeroplane business? So, Marlene, uh, Marlena, you left Poland uh, in 1983, and I don't know if you spend any time in one of their jail cells, but you had to have known others who the government came in and uh, just hauled them away, sometimes in the middle of the night. Now you've spent five days in a U.S. jail. What'd that feel like? Feels like my freedom has been taken away. I experience something who no one probably did, um, but some they do. At least what I experience, I can see like some things are not right. Like, for example, making phone call when they take you to jail. I try to call so many times, like collect. I cannot get, you know, in touch with anyone because I think something wrong with this phone line. The way they navigate is impossible to go through. Only way to be able to make a phone, you have to have money on your account to be able to get in touch. And then another issue people have, like when they take you to jail and you don't memorize the phone number that you can call anyone, you are of help. Because I see other 
people who came to jail when I was sitting on the bench, they say you have the right to make a phone call. And each person says, well, I don't remember the phone number. And when you go there, they take all the devices away from you. So if you have a, your cell phone and you have all those numbers to call someone to get help, you're unable. So I encourage every this person who has to memorize one phone call, if something happens to them, that they will get arrested and go to jail, that they will remember the phone number, that they can get some help. That's crazy. Um, the, the judge that, uh, was, that put you in jail, he caused quite a scene. Um, he accused you of being in it only for publicity. Where is that coming from? I don't know. Why? But as you know, they censor my, I have a Facebook business, uh, you know, Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. That's my business, Facebook. And I know they use anything I post against me because every time I have a court, like with, uh, uh, before I have a summary suspension and the uh, judge was Judge uh, Lauren Van uh, Steele, then I have a Judge Van Stoik when they impose restraining, restraining order against me and then bench warrant for my arrest, they watch closely anything I post, anything I say against me. The same also, I had a video made on Rumble, which says Marlena fights for freedom and some others. So I'm certainly that they use everything against me. Even when I went on the Cars Talker show, they used everything I say against me, which, as you know, I'm fighting for freedom for American people because we have to follow the constitutional protected rights that all of us, American people, we have. And does, as this you know, feel like, does, it, does this feel like we're headed towards Poland, 1983? Yes, this was exactly if you're going to watch my video on the Rumble, Marlena Fights for Freedom, you're going to understand clearly, clearly what I'm talking about. And also, I would like to say the politicians no longer represent the people, rather they represent a cooperated structure called United States Incorporation. And the politicians have so- not been representing the American people. And they are the ones violating the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the rule of law. All right. So, Marlena, Marlena, let me talk to your attorney here for just a second. Your attorney is Robert Baker. Um, Marlena spent five days in jail. I think she got some bad uh, advice, uh, legal counsel in the beginning. You have come in. Tell me what the situation is and how likely she is to, you know, put this behind her and be the victor here? Well, so she was arrested um, the the 19th, and it was a strange arrest because the Michigan State Police sent three unmarked police cars out to pick her up on their way to work at 5.15 in the morning. And um, that's highly suspect because I suspect there are a lot of, uh, outstanding felony warrants that haven't been executed. So we have three unmarked cars of state policemen coming to pick up somebody for serving food. At the hearing, um, well, at the hearing after she was arrested, she was denied many different things, uh, 
portions of due process. One of them was that her person who she thought was a representative got sent to jail immediately, just about. And then so Marlena was trying to assert her constitutional rights, asking for one for me, because I was on a Zoom hearing. And then secondarily, she was asserting her Sixth Amendment right to counsel. And the judge threatened her with 93 additional days if she opened her mouth. And uh, it frightened Marlena. And thank goodness she um, shut up. But um, Sixth Amendment. Yeah. So there were many different aspects of that. But 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 more offensive was her treatment. So she was shackled and brought in front of cameras. Okay. Why why that? Um, She was bruised. Uh, while she was in, uh, in the jail, they did a cavity search, which I'm not sure about that. And then she was denied a, a, a counsel, an effective assistance of counsel. So, okay, so uh, so Robert, I know that there's a GoFundMe page. Um, okay. Is it still up? Because they're starting to take things down now on GoFundMe. If you if you happen to stand against, uh, you know, some of the COVID uh, rules and restrictions, um, her legal bills and everything else all the fines and everything she's incurred are really adding adding up you're about what thirteen thousand dollars away from your goal um and i'll send people to to that but again this money uh, that i think shouldn't have to be paid at all um is she going to see justice in the end what are the odds well i am hope i'm hopeful that she will see justice in the end. There's a lot of constitutional protections out there that have been eroded in, in the judicial system, but they seem to work once the, there's publicity and it's out in the light. I mean, I, I struggle every day fighting for people without the means to fight uh, these type of uh, attacks against the freedoms of America. So I, I believe she'll ultimately be successful. I'm hopeful that the system as it stands will um, prevail. The uh, Michigan Supreme Court has struck down the governor's uh, orders as being unconstitutional and unlawful, so I'm very hopeful that we will be prevail in the end. Robert, I appreciate it. Attorneys like you, I, I have, or I had, the best uh, First Amendment attorneys, and I've had them on retainer, and we've fought in court uh, several times side by side for First Amendment rights. Uh, I've had them for 20 years. They've been on retainer. Uh, they've just dropped me because they say that it's uh, it will cost them too much politically to represent somebody like me. All of their other clients will start to complain. And uh, I mentioned uh, uh, vigorously John Adams and what he did with the British. It is critical that attorneys have spine and stand up. And I appreciate Robert, uh, that you are doing this. Uh, I appreciate that, and you should give me a call. I wouldn't mind representing you. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to. Uh, I want you to go to um, the um, oh, crap. What's it called? GoFundMe. I want you to go to GoFundMe and look for Marlena's case uh, and help uh, if you have. You know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. They're very close to covering all of this. Uh, and she really needs your help. If this is something that you are are looking for and you want to help, uh, please do it now. You can go to GoFundMe. Uh, and it is I don't have exactly what it is, but her name is Marlena 
um, um, Pavlos Hackney. It's Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. You can find it. Just support Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria. You can go there now. I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Uh, I know I'm the crazy guy that's been talking about gold for a long time, hollering about how you need to buy some gold before the world ends or something like that. And I'm actually fine with that um, because I know the truth. I don't know timelines. I'm bad at timelines. But I will tell you, if you missed yesterday's podcast of this broadcast, go back and listen to the first half hour or so, because I specifically address What's going to happen to the U.S. dollar? And I believe it's going to happen within the next two years. There is a race before a chance of losing the House and or Senate. The Democrats are moving quickly on this. And this is why we are spending money like the dollar is going out of style, because it is going out of style. Please, if you've ever considered this and just never gotten around to it, now is the time please 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 these are the times that i told you would come they're here we're at the beginning of it and it's going to happen faster than you realize 866 goldline call them right now ask about their physical delivery and their self-directed ira account specials so if you're looking to invest your in your ira you can move some of that money over into precious metals They've helped me over the years. They can help you as well. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're standing by to take your call. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program, President Joe Biden. Oh, yes. Hello. How are you there? Uh, President Biden, you had an opportunity to throw out the first pitch at a Nationals game. Oh, I was quite honored with that. Uh, And I thought a long time about doing it because I'm a very big baseball fan. Mm -hmm. But you you decided not to. Yeah, well, I had some things on my schedule. Uh, You know, I had a a dinner at 3.30. And then I gotta get into. I'm doing the work of the American people, so I couldn't. Do Are it. you a big baseball fan? Have you been? Oh my goodness! I remember when uh, when Ty Cobb, uh, <laughs> you know, had a, had his batting average of uh, 383, and the Cleveland Naps, you know, when they went eight for eight in that double header, you know, <laughs> with Ty Cobb, and it was it was amazing. It was, a, you know, I used to listen to that one on the radio, but. Before then, uh, I remember Chief Bender uh, throwing a no-hitter for the Philadelphia Athletics. Who could forget that? Uh, It was one walk of a perfect game uh, where Philadelphia A's uh, beat the Cleveland Naps. Four to zero. Right. And uh, you sound like you're a big fan of baseball. And you remember Mordecai Brown, of course. Uh, He was the. uh, He was the. Uh, the winning pitcher of, you know, the the game against the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Rebs. Oh, Mordecai. Oh, I I still look at his baseball card and weep. All the greats, all the greats that we've seen. I was 47 when I saw that game. This is the Glenn Beck Program.